Uh, welcome to Inside the Poet's Studio. No, I mean poems and whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was going to be trying to be funny. Didn't say I was going to work, but I was going to try. That's pretty funny. Um, no, thank you. Thank you. I worked on it for about a week. Um, <laughs> um, I'm still Michael, and tonight I have uh, Ryan with me. Ryan, uh, tell us who the fuck you are. Give us your socials and all the other pertinent details. Yeah, so uh, like you said, my name is Ryan. Um, the only social that I use that has to do with uh, my poetry is my Instagram. Uh, so that is at zombies and poetry. Uh, all one word, no hyphens, no underscores, no fancy special things. Um, and uh, when I am not writing poetry, I am a therapist, um, I'm a mental health counselor based out of New Jersey. Ah, so how, how are you doing then? <laughs> uh, well, it's a good time. It must be a real good time for you right now. Right? Uh, you know, coming coming off of the new year, uh, it is definitely uh, the busy season. Um, <laughs> the busiest season, I should say. Uh, so yes, my my business is booming right now. <laughs> uh, the, the existential crisis hits hard in March. Yes, yeah, yes, very, very much. And and yeah, th- this year in particular, uh, yeah, coming off of like the pandemic because this is like the most normal year that we've had. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> Yes. Comparatively speaking, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, as you know, this is kind of an informal thing, but I usually start out with a couple of questions. Um, sure. I'm going to start with uh, why poetry? Like, you could write anything else, uh, but why? Why bother with poetry? What makes it special? You know, I I never really thought that poetry was where I was going to land. Um, mm. I used to write short stories Same. Same. Yeah. <laughs> i used to write uh like books uh since eighth grade um but i don't know somewhere like 2018 um i just could not write stories anymore <laughs> and what happened what happened? i you know i had gone through a it wasn't a it wasn't a heartbreak. It wasn't a breakup, but there was someone who was a really close friend, a really uh, close like inspiration, someone that I could like bounce story ideas off of, bounce, yeah. bounce things off of, and they that individual had just vanished. Um, oh, they complete ghosts, complete disappeared, and it was like I couldn't figure out who to write for anymore because uh, I kept bouncing ideas off of. Yeah. And, it it was like that until it was like that until maybe late 2019, early 2020, um, where I couldn't I could sit down and I could try my best to like type something up, but then like I would get a migraine because my white screen was just giving me a headache. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I had I had all of these like lines in my head, like just random blurbs of yeah. something. And yeah, yeah. I tried to force it into a scene. I tried to force it into a story, but it wasn't working. And so I was like, all right, well, I just won't force it. Whatever. Let me just tip tap something. And what came out was what I guess you could call a poem. Um, and I was like, OK, well, if I can't write what I want to write, at least I can write this. And right. I kept having all of these lines pop up in my head and I kept just flowing with them and going with them. Um, and then 
Yeah, I mean, I just haven't really stopped since. I've since gotten back into it. <laughs> it, has, it has an annoying habit of doing that. <laughs> Once you start writing poetry, yeah. it has an annoying habit of yeah. uh, not stopping. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's been a really interesting journey because I don't, I still don't know, like, what goes into writing poetry <laughs> i still don't know like the the proper formatting of things um oh, dude, like, there, the, there, how, like the there line breaks yeah i mean there is yeah, there I, are there are rules of course there's rules there's, there's rules for everything mm-hmm. but you know you can you can either follow those rules or or not it really doesn't matter uh what what you want to do mm-hmm. I, every single piece of like writing advice i've seen and read sounds a lot like what works for that author that's it sure Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't think you're like not doing it right or something. I don't I don't know if you mm-hmm. can. Well, mm-hmm. uh, no, I, I'm sure some people would argue with me, but you know they're not here. Yeah, and you know I I think anyway. you, you know you have to learn along the way, right? There has to be a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know you, you heard it. Like fuck it, I'm gonna go for it. I don't know if I'm doing everything right. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm gonna you know do anything good or I'm not even entirely sure exactly what the end result of this project is going to be for myself but hey let's see what happens see where it goes yes absolutely i i've definitely learned that lesson um uh over my time of writing poetry that uh the rules can absolutely suck it uh (laughs) and like i can i can i can hit enter and break up a line wherever i damn well please hell yeah Whether it makes sense or not, anarchy, anarchy in the lines, mm-hmm. anarchy in the stanzas. I love it. Absolutely. What do you think makes a poem? Like, if we're saying like anarchy in, <laughs> in the writing and in the stanzas and in the lines, uh, you know, like what makes a poem? Yeah, I, I, I think in in like the simplest terms is just taking like something really basic, uh, a basic feeling, a basic uh, event, a basic. Uh, something super like minute and and writing something about it no matter how long it is like i've seen poetry that's maybe a sentence long if that uh that have been impactful and have been meaningful so as long as there for me as long as there is just like a a an interesting topic that you could just run with it and it doesn't you know it doesn't even have to i wrote a poem there's a poem in my poetry book about a bag of chips and it doesn't have to be anything <laughs> super major and super super big so i take that back because i did the opposite of that uh, it can be about whatever you damn well want as long as you run with it and as long as you have a good time with it and as long as you make it mm. to uh, a point where if you can't feel satisfied as at least you can feel like it's good enough to go out uh Mm -hmm. for whoever you write for so how did you how did you get over that i mean like you were your your person you know ghosted which fuck them and then uh you started (laughs) you started you know your bits your bits and your bobs and you're writing it down and what what made it click that you were writing something new for yourself damn that's a really good question um i think I think it was um, just as the the world ended, right? The pandemic had hit. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was. Uh, I mean, oh god, I can go on and on about the psychology of the of the pandemic, but I'll I digress, dude. Um, no, we're here to talk. <laughs> we're here to talk. It's okay. Talk about it, man. Talk about it. There was there, there was a really 
interesting phenomenon that happened when the pandemic hit is that whether everyone knew it or not, we all had some sort of momentum, whether it was slow right. momentum or whatever, we were all progressing towards something. If it was just our right. dead end job, um, <laughs> personal projects, whatever. But then the entire world stopped at the same time. And yeah. suddenly no one had momentum. Everyone was in the same position. And so a lot of people had to start like looking inwards and um, and being stuck in their little bubble um, and changing the way that they do things. Like our definition of work changed. Our definition yeah. of what it means to create something changed. Our definition of just what it means to be connected with others changed. Like. Mm. So, like I said, I'm I'm a therapist. Pre-pandemic, telehealth counseling sessions were a dime a dozen. You would never really see them. Post-pandemic, right. everyone wants telehealth. Everyone wants to be in the comfort of their own home and have it. And so the laws and, and everything had to change. So for me, um, when my momentum had stopped, I was left with all of these little odds and ends that I had written um, everything that I had done and I was like well I have all these puzzle pieces what do I do with them and I'd never yeah. really gone back and read through all of them in a row or anything like that um, but I did I took I took a weekend and I was like let me read through everything let me see what's here let me let me see what I did I wrote like maybe 30 something um, uh, in maybe like a seven, eight month span. Um, and I realized that I had unconsciously, consciously had like threads going through each, each one. Um, and so I was like, okay, let's, let's rearrange these a bit. Let's, let's, let's move these around a little bit. Let's, let's add a couple more in here. Let's fill in some of the yeah. gaps. And so I, I gave myself a goal and I was like, okay, I'm stuck in pandemic time. I'm working at Barnes and Noble. You know, I, um, I was temporarily laid off. Shout out um, Nibbles, yeah. Shout out to Barnes and Noble. Uh, either <laughs> best or worst years of my life, depending on the perspective. <laughs> uh, borders and same. <laughs> yes yes and so i i gave myself like a deadline i was like okay well i'm gonna try to do something by like end of august because that's when everyone was kind of figuring the world would kind of start opening back up and i knew that once i got back into my normal groove of things once the world got back to a normal which you know early pandemic days me thinking that it would get back to normal that soon um <laughs> that i would never have this chance again um, so I, I started writing more poetry. I started putting them all together. Um, I worked with, uh, my best friend, Danny, uh, Daniela, um, for art for for the book and we started like collaborating on on some stuff for for this and i was like i i was learning about formatting i was learning yeah. about like how to how to make a cover like i'm i made the cover for 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 my book it's not good <laughs> but i'm proud <laughs> hey and that that's that amounts for a lot is daniela on uh any any socials or anything mm -hmm. Uh, Danny, yes, Danny, she 
flip-flops all over the place with um, with how many eyes she will throw into her social. Um, so Good her, for her. <laughs> her current social is Kikwi. K-I-K-W-I-I. K-I-K-W-I-I. Yes, we, we talked about it, and I was sending her um, a lot of these poems, and she is um, my biggest like enabler, uh, to use a term that you use. <laughs> um, and I send her every poem that I write before I post it to Instagram. I send it off to her um to get her opinion I, on it i i also have i also have a poetry in arms <laughs> or what is it no that's i have a couple i have a couple people i run everything by like please tell me this isn't garbage and um then of course they do uh they tell me it's fine and i don't believe them but i posted it anyway <laughs> definitely in the beginning when i would send her the poetry before i would post it i would wait until she had read it until uh she she would until she would say something and then i would post it um but absolutely no now i send it and if she doesn't respond within 10 minutes i'm like no i can't wait anymore <laughs> i have to post this i have to just get rid of it and then she'll she'll Dopamine respond back and she'll now be like, please <laughs> yeah, yes she'll respond back and she'll say you misspelled this uh this isn't how that's spelled and i'm like oh, oh man no I- I have taken I so I I have made multiple spelling mistakes in whatever post or whatever fucking image I've put up and I've just decided fuck it fuck it I'm I'll edit it in my own work like in my own saved files um but I'm not I'm not going to stress that this line isn't exactly right or this word isn't yeah. spelled right or whatever if you can't offer me a little bit of uh a little bit of grace for something that's not fucking perfect then maybe you shouldn't mm-hmm. be on my page anyway I'm just mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Fuck me by. Uh, it it was it was really funny when, when I think about typos. Um I don't mind them anymore so whatever. I have a typo on on a poem on Instagram. Right. Whatever. But the one that like will keep me up at night is um I looked at I looked at my the manuscript for my book before I submitted it to self publish. Um my my partner looked at it, Justina. Um uh looked through it. Danny looked through it. And um, I believe I had my sister look through it as well. And all of us missed one typo in one of the poems. And every time I think about it, I'm like, oh, no, everyone's going to notice it. Everyone's going to see that. <laughs> you know, I, I've i actually, I enjoy finding those little typos in, mm. in whatever thing I've picked up to read. Um, I, I, you know, not in like a, like a haha, they got it wrong way, but just like, yeah yeah that that little guy that made it through like <laughs> you know how many people have had to go through <laughs> in order to get to the stage <laughs> that typo yes man that that typo's got some gumption it it made it through mm. good good for them yeah, it's it, it fought very hard <laughs> Soldier on. Uh, for all of us to ignore it yes mm-hmm. <laughs> so Absolutely. you your your approach to writing you you, you said you've changed it so like you used to hit, hit up your, your hit up your people and you waited and now you don't we joked that it was like a, a dopamine hit but uh, like what actually what caused the change for you like why did you stop waiting why where did you get rid of that um hesitation you know i got rid of that hesitation and i'm sorry that i keep being 
uh, all like ego about my book. <laughs> but what? <laughs> the fix. Okay, so don't, 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 why apologize? Why apologize? Why? You are literally on the show to talk about mm. your experience and and in, in writing. Sure. So it's good. Okay. Bring up your shit. So I self-published my book through Barnes and Noble Press. Um, well done which um i highly recommend it to anyone um, because it was really easy to use it was really simple to use the only downside is that it can only be sold through barnesandnoble.com not uh-huh. in stores um so i didn't realize that at the time but whatever i worked at barnes and noble it was a good fit it worked for me at the time um but i uh i was talking with my managers at the store and i was telling them um that i had this poetry book out and they managed to get copies in um to the store but it was just at that store and i'll tell you when i walked in on that first day and i saw it on the bookshelf like that had been my dream since eighth grade so like my inner child was just freaking out that's what uh that that's so awesome and what caused that change for me was that i didn't have to push the book people were grabbing it people were not only grabbing it but they were finding me on social media and they were telling me like hey we read your book it was really good hey you're a local author that like i'm, I'm working on something too can i ask you some questions about it oh, i was wow. like oh my god this is fantastic is this what it's like <laughs> <laughs> to, to have people perceive me um but it, it was it was such a neat experience for me because i never had something like that before where complete strangers were were finding my work like that that i was like okay whatever i write I just want to get it out there because the sooner I can get it out there, maybe someone will read it and maybe someone will say, okay, well, if if this person who doesn't like to call themselves a poet, because I don't, can write poetry, then maybe I can too. And that's always been my, my, my like gusto for it. So why don't you call yourself a poet? Wait, that came off really accusatory. That's not how I mean it. It's genuine curiosity. (laughs) No, it's warranted. It's it's absolutely warranted uh, because I'm sitting here on a poetry podcast. I should should at least moderately writing, writing, writing. Like Mm -hmm. I, I I think of it more of a um in a in a a broader term. It says poems and whiskey because that's That's what I went with, and it's fun. But more of a broad writing. I like. You know, give me, give me there. musicians. Give me, give mm-hmm. me creatives. That that was the point. True. But um, yes, yes, True. yes. No, no. I'm banging on the same drum I always have. Go ahead. <laughs> it goes back to that idea that I talked about earlier. That I never knew how to formulate a poem. I had never studied it. I had never um, learned like the intricacies of it. And so I felt like because of that, I couldn't really label myself as one. Um, and so that's just carried on. So even though my idea has changed on that, even though that I can be like proud of the poems that I write, um, I'm still totally okay with not referring to myself as a poet. I'm totally okay with just referring to myself as a writer. Um, and that these are the things that I write. Um, and it's totally fine for me. Claim it. You, okay. So you, you've put in the work, you've put in the work, Mm -hmm. you, it, Mm -hmm. you've made a poem. You're a poet, Mm -hmm. man. 
You're a poet. It's not something that's like given to you from on high. You don't have to like suffer for it. You don't have to kneel and prostrate and flagellate yourself to earn the title of poet. You know, like no one's gonna set those laurel leaves on your head, man. You gotta grab it for yourself. Mm. Call yourself poet. Okay. I'm a poet. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm we're a changing poet. lives here. We're changing mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. Poems and whiskey. Mm-hmm. This is the show to do it. One hundred percent. Life changing. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> Life changing. Now you can leave me. Uh, leave me. <laughs> no, I'm not. I can't even segue into the joke. It's bad. All right. So you oh. you were putting all this. <laughs> you were putting um, everything together, and um, like you mm-hmm. didn't call yourself a poet, which um, we've changed here tonight. <laughs> like did you have um poetry or like influence anything that like in your let's say formative years um that you know may have left an impression on you the only <laughs> the only poet that i had checked out before i started writing poetry was robert frost like i have to i have to i have to emphasize that i was the I never anticipated poetry being something that I would um, enjoy or enjoy writing, uh, enjoy creating. I could enjoy reading it. And so I really loved Robert Frost's poems. Um, and I loved sort of how different meanings you can grab from uh, a few of his, his stuff. Yeah. Um, and like you could have three different people read the same poem and come up with three different answers of what the hell he's talking about. Um, and so I enjoyed that. Um, so that was something that I always wanted to do was try to write something that anyone could take something away from. Um, I know why I'm writing it and this is the reason why I'm writing it. But if you can take something else away from it, then by all means, take it and run with it. Um, right. So like I talked about uh, that really silly poem that I wrote about a bag of chips. I know why I wrote it, I wrote it. but when everybody else read it, they're like, okay, you're just talking about the fact that you like chips. I was like, no, no, I wrote People it. People are strangely literal <laughs> about poetry. Yes. It's yes. for, okay, so, all right, a little bit of a bitch. Okay, so, <laughs> like... <laughs> Don't get me like there are literal poems and, and, and everything mm-hmm. somebody writes or creates there's bits of themselves that's that's part of the magic that's part of the that's part of the whole deal and the tortured soul tortured artist blah 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 but not not everything's that serious guys that it, mm-hmm. it sometimes it's just a, a silly little story sometimes it's uh sometimes it's deeper than that but come on y'all like it's really not uh it's really not that literal it's it's just not mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the, so, the the argument uh, that people will say, like, are the curtains red because they're red or are they red because there's some like deeper, darker meaning about it? And sometimes the curtains are just fucking red and that's it. They're just red. Yep. But sometimes yeah, there yeah. is something behind it. And I like the idea that that I could make it that I could try my best to make it either or. So in your writing, have you noticed like speaking of things that are red like you know red curtains or whatever going throughout a work like have you noticed uh themes and 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 symbolism that that's that's wholly unto yourself like it wasn't something you did consciously but oh hey look i'm mentioning this in this sort of way once again uh clearly this must mean something definitely uh danny makes fun of the fact that i write about the ocean way too much uh my <laughs> the ocean my, and my, the moon <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, uh, I write about the there. There are uh, like three or four things that I write about. Number one is the ocean. Uh, number four is like a dense, densely populated forest. So like lots of trees, not like clearings and, and stuff like that. Um, the third thing is colors. Um, I have a lot of poems that have to do with colors. Um, and the final thing is the feeling of um, disassociation. So I have a I have a disassociative disorder. I have a depersonalization, derealization disorder, um, which uh, for those who don't know, because not a lot of people know, um, it is a, a sensation that you are either outside of yourself um, or that things don't feel real. Um, so for me, it's the latter. Um, so there are times where I would wake up and I don't feel like I'm in a real space. Like the worst thing for me is waking up in one bed, going to sleep in another bed. Um, so like if I wake up at my apartment and maybe I'll go to my partner's house and I'll sleep at her house, um, that always fucks me up. Um, because that, it's like the juxtaposition. Yeah. 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 Um, and so those are the four themes that I like to pull from. They're like my comfort. Uh, they're my comfort shit to, right, to, right. to grab from and, and, and write about. And, uh, and I, I always have a, a really good time when I'm in that zone. I'm trying to break out of it. I'm trying to touch on different things. I'm trying to challenge myself a little bit. Um, and uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> you draw from them a lot so what what do the ocean and 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 the trees and you know what do all, what does all that symbolize for you um sure. I mean, we could we could ask young but you know i'm asking you mm-hmm. <laughs> um the ocean for me symbolizes longing like if you've ever just stared mm-hmm. at the ocean stared at the horizon um for me i always get a deep sense that like you you're wanting for something um maybe it's connection maybe it's purpose maybe it's um just making it to the next day um but the ocean for me is very symbolic of wanting something that is definitely out of your reach um like i want that horizon that's really far out there um outside forests and trees um are usually about being lost um just being really confused which is a state that i often find myself in um and not (laughs) not really knowing uh what direction to take um not really knowing where to go in order to get back to where you want to be colors you know color theory uh, color therapy uh colors mean different things and um i like to imagine what each color symbolizes for me personally um so like i if you look at my instagram all of my poems are uh screenshotted from my phone because uh, i write all my poetry on my phone and i change the color of the background and i will usually pick a color that 
fits the vibe of the poem. Um, so all of yeah. my love poems are in purple because for me, purple is like a love color. Um, it's the color that me and my partner really enjoy. It's both of our favorite colors and it's one of my personal favorite colors uh, like of all time. Um, so every love poem or love adjacent poem is usually in purple. Red poems are more for uh, really flowery language um, and kind of light and airy and um, is that necessarily in a positive way or a negative way? Well, it depends. I think you can take something that's a really beautiful scene and have it come out really depressing um, <laughs> which reminds me, one of, yeah. one of my favorite things that um, someone described my poetry as, was they said your poetry is like a punch to the gut um where everybody we'll read it and then yeah. it will just end yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. um yeah. everybody's looking for that good gut so yeah oh absolutely absolutely hell i'm looking for that good gut punch that's why i write them <laughs> yep. um and then the 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 ones that are about disassociation it's just so that i can express it so, so like I can communicate how it feels to other people um, so that it can just be out there um, and funny enough those are usually the poems that um, that most people uh, don't interact with because I think that they are harder to connect to um, mm. because I they're usually my weirdest poems um, mm. I'd say you know I don't like as far as instagram and whatnot uh for for posting poetry is concerned um i think it's a crapshoot <laughs> like it's i definitely um there have been those who've come across my dash and i'm like why does this have so much attention when it's basically and I'm gonna leave that thought there, but y'all, everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see, I don't want to like say like it's, it's not poetry or it's not this or it's not that because clearly, clearly it is. But sure, at the same time, it's about as deep as a puddle. You know, it's mm-hmm. not that everything has to be deep either. I don't know. I'm running in circles now, but you, you yeah. know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, I would love to shoot some <laughs> shots at. <laughs> um, this isn't that type of podcast. I made up myself sure. a promise that this was sure. not going to be like a call out podcast. And yes, here I am I, uh, complaining because that's some, my second natural state. It, um, is yeah. someone did review my uh, book and almost compared it to a certain big name instagram uh poet who has a lot of in books a, out there in a in a good way or, or uh well they uh, they compared it to it before, fire. <laughs> before they read it and then they said after they read it they're like okay it's nothing like this big name all uh poet um because like when when they first heard about it, they're like oh, okay so it's just another instagram this particular poet uh knockoff um, right, so right, right, right. I, it was, it was kind of like you almost had me in the first half <laughs> situation. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so Robert Frost was your main uh your main guy, like in the beginning. Was oh, yeah. do you remember any uh particular one that does any of his like stick with you? Is it like when someone says, Hey, do you know Robert Frost or whatever what's the first thing? What's the first poem that comes mm-hmm. to your mind? Road Untraveled? Yeah, right? A Road Untraveled? Yes. Um because that was the one that divided the the high school English class that I was in the most. <laughs> where everyone trying to think of what he was talking about and everyone was like okay yeah it's literal he just wants to get home right and there are a few of us in the class are like no no it's deeper than that like he he wants something deeper than that um so i i always remember that that tug of war with meaning in in that high school uh class can't tell you shit else about it but i'm (laughs) what do you think what's your what's your opinion on on that poem what do you think the meaning is I always thought, and so my idea of that poem changes every now and again, but where I sit with it now oh, it. is that um, it's, it's, it goes right back to like feeling something deeply. And when you feel something deeply, it can feel like, so let's call it anxiety. Let's call it depression. Let's call it some sort of mental health issue. Right. Um, when you feel all of those feelings deeply, it can feel like it's going to take forever to get through it it's going to take forever to make it home to make it to the end of it um even though you want to skip to it so right now i'm i i sit with that poem and i and i look at that poem and i think of okay whatever he's going through emotionally spiritually physically um no matter how far he travels he's just not going to make it home uh it's going to take him forever to get there um because you have to go through like the trials the tribulations the journey to 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 make it through that you know i like it what did it used to mean to you how does it how has it changed that that loud sound y'all was me knocking my uh my my bottle against my glass desk why i thought it was a good idea to get a glass desk is uh beyond me at this point but anyway a glass desk that's very fancy you know it was supposed to be for my right it was supposed to be it was supposed to be for my graphic novel uh so that i could because it's technically a drafting desk right and do i use it to do that no no has it ever been used to create uh, any part of my graphic novel not really no so i just have this weird like <laughs> setup. i'd show you but i'm gonna knock everything down this is a very delicate procedure um like i have a desk over here and then i have my mm. glass desk here um they're both technically drafting tables okay. that are um not being used to draft shit um well, hi. <laughs> what did that poem used to mean for me yeah i think way back when uh like 10 10 years ago um, <laughs> oh my god 10, ten years, years ago. Uh, i think it might have meant similar to what it does now of of it is difficult to make it to the goal that you want to um, I think probably at that point I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do in college, what I wanted to do uh, um, just with my life, like out uh, when I was done with high school. And I think it, it it had more to do with what type of steps one takes to get to the goal. So like the goal is to get home. Um, right. The goal is to make it to the end. Um, so similar vibes now, but now it's just more about depression. 
uh, <laughs> rather than uh, uh, any like factual like mountain like something that you can grab. Uh, now it's more about like just feeling good, uh, feeling secure. All right, so I pulled it up just because. Um, I mean, everybody. I mean, everybody should have read this. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> the road not taken. Uh, Robert Frost. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and read it um, because I think that's a good idea right now. Uh, so, if anybody, sure. if you have any opinions, um, uh, my dear, my dear listeners in the void, um, you know, let us know what you think it's about. I'd love to hear it. All right, so. <clears throat> Like the solo episode. Uh, The Road Not Taken. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood. And sorry, I could not travel both and be one traveler. Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other. And as just as just as fair i can talk and ah you know what fuck it i'm not gonna read this goddamn thing because when i'm doing my own solo episodes i can edit shit and i'm not in front sitting in front of somebody so look it up your own damn selves it's on the poetry foundation you can find it in your library it's robert frost i I was being transported Um. (laughs) i was being transported back to to 11th grade english class right sitting in sitting front row right in center oh god (laughs) i bring an authentic experience I'm just saying, I, I I can transport you to worlds beyond. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just just by, huh, I'm cool. All right. <laughs> all right. So all these little snippets are floating around your head. What would you? Mm. What was the inspiration? What would you call inspiration? So it's floating up, and you don't have any control mm. over it. It's like you know the separation of oil and water, right? Mm-hmm. Where did it come from? Ooh. Um. I. I have always gotten scenes stuck in my head or lines stuck in my head or like an image in my head, Um, whether they come from um, music or um, TV or movies. um, Maybe I'll see a scene of something that like really impacts me or, or connects with me in a way. And then I'll think of, well, if I were to do that scene, what would it look like if I was to do it in, in, I was the writer and I was the director or I was the music composer, whatever, how would I do it? Um, and that's usually the catalyst. And then from there, I would get that scene, that line, that image, and it would just be floating in my head. And even now, um, it just gets stuck in my head all damn day. Um, and you know, I get busy with work, I get busy with life, and uh, I, I don't get a chance to write it down until it's like 10.30 at night, 11 at night, and I'm like, okay, well, let me just jot this down real quick before I fall asleep. <laughs> um, but, you know, I see people who are online, um, and I talk to people um, online, and, and they say, yeah, I have, like, a catalog of note, like, uh, just prompts and stuff that they write on their phone, like just lines that they will go down and then maybe they'll pull from if they ever need to. I can't do that. <laughs> I, I, I can't do that. I've tried. I've tried to make a like a, a space on my phone or on, on my computer or whatever um, where I just throw all those lines up so I can grab at them. No. Once it's there, I gotta follow it through. Um, oh, that's and- interesting. And follow it through and kit until I can't write about it anymore. Um, and it, it's, I wouldn't say it's rare, but more often than not, 
when I post a poem or when I'm done a poem, uh, I would think, like, am I really done or do I just not have anything else to write about? Um, so that's, that's, is the poem ever done? Like, I, I, it, I does it ever know. stop, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. So, like I said, someone described my my, well, my <laughs> someone described my poems as a gut punch um, because I will usually end on a single line or or um, like a half stanza or you know right. something really short and quick. I write until I feel like I've hit that period. Yeah. Until I've yeah, hit yeah, that yeah, yeah. end point. Um, but I, just, I certainly wish I could write longer than that. I look at uh, I, whenever I think of longer poetry, I think of uh, I think of Katrina. I think of your first guest on on the show. Oh, we and all we all she, love Katrina. Yeah, she writes. Uh, her poems are not so long, but they're a lot longer than I could. I could ever write them. She does write longer ones. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. she definitely does. Mm-hmm. I don't try to write long ones, and then all of a sudden I've written, like, this monster of a thing. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Mm. But, um, <laughs> the things y'all don't see. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's not really, I want to think I can, but then I feel like I get kind of mixed up in the middle. <laughs> yeah. 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 I contain myself to, um, in, in terms of length of a poem, the, the ratio of Instagram, um, whatever that ratio box is, as long as I, that's sort of my personal challenge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so if it's too long to fit in the Instagram box when you post a po- uh, when you post a picture, um, then it is too long for me. Um, <laughs> and I will <laughs> I will edit it down. I'll cut it down until it will fit in that spot. So, do I wish I could go longer? Sure. Am I happy with the fact that I I can't? Yeah, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied with the fact that I can't. <laughs> What's the difference um, between? And you're the first one to get this question because it was. Um, so you know, I, I say I don't do any um, prep because I don't, but I also <laughs> I also don't stop thinking about this shit at all. So what's the difference between inspiration and motivation? I think inspiration can spark the idea. I think inspiration can maybe spark that. So in 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 my language, the way that I view it, inspiration can spark that line, that scene. Um, that image, um, but it's let's call it my it's call it like your will, like you have to will it into existence. You have to um, uh, really want it to exist in a space that it can be viewed and perceived. Right. It doesn't have to be perceived by everybody in the world, but if it can be perceived by one person, the writer, um, then that's that's the motivation piece of wanting to make it into a real thing. Um, so the inspiration creates the idea and then the motivation drives you to want to make it into a tangible thing that you can hold in your hands that you can see with your eyes. Hmm. That's interesting. For, for the record, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, like I don't, uh, I, I don't know if there, I mean, there's been different answers each time for, you know, sure. what the fuck inspiration is, you know, and, um, I think it's going to vary from poet to poet, which is, which is brilliant and beautiful. And um, maybe I'll get something like interesting out of it, and I'll write a paper or something. I don't know. 
But um, no, I'm not, not going to write the paper. That's got to be a, that would be a nightmare. I'm not writing a paper. I'm putting together a nice little zine with everybody's poems and uh, to say thank you and look at all the hard work everybody did through the year. But um, I, I will not be mm. writing any sort of dissertation. But um, I did. I, I did. Uh, I did write a poem specifically for tonight. No, uh, you did I, not. <laughs> I I wrote one this morning, and I was like, "I'm gonna. Uh, do I want to post this?" I was like, "No, no, no. I should wait. I should wait, and and you, and read it you, tonight." You, you buried the lead, my friend. You you buried the lead. You know, read it, read it right now, right now, right this second. Damn. Uh, so I'll read it, and then I'll tell you where the idea came from. Um, good, good. <laughs> uh, it's called Smoky Air cold smoky morning air like a fire had been burning night before if you focus hard enough maybe you can still catch an ember on your tongue it's funny how things linger after you thought they were over smells stick to objects around for hours or days after a steady reminder of what once was you almost just get used to the idea that these smells will be here forever and then they drift away, never to be experienced again. Well, hi. Fuck. All right. So that's not a somber <laughs> note. Damn, dude. All right. It was beautiful and poignant and haunting. And um, now you're going to explain it. Yeah. I was walking to my car this way. So um, I live in North Jersey. It's been very cold. We've, we've been hit with a lot of cold. It is snowing right now outside of my window. Um, I'm in Texas. And- it's 90 tomorrow. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's where Danny lives. Danny lives in Texas. Oh. Um, and well, we're the size she- of a small country, of a pretty large oh. country, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, could, yeah. I could throw out a, a, a name of where she's at, and it could be like on the other side of the world compared Seriously. to where you are. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> um, so I was I was walking to my car this morning to go to work, um, and it had been really cold last night, and I could smell um, smoke in the air. In fact, just before I started this, I had cracked open the window because it gets hot in this room, um, mm-hmm. and and I could smell the smoke in the air so i think someone around here has a fireplace and so that is what i smelled when i got into my jeep and i was like okay um i I thought of that very first stanza cold smoky morning air like a fire had been burning the night before and then i was like okay well can i do something with that and then i thought of the immediate next line which is if you focus hard enough maybe you can still catch an ember on your tongue so like catching catching snowflake on your tongue um right but instead of an ember so okay i sat in my jeep i wrote down those first two lines and i just wrote the rest of it um and i was like okay let me put that away i'll read that off tonight (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like do you think in your own like does the fire have any sort of like symbolism for you mentioning it as like it's something that you can catch like an ember that you could catch i i think it would represent like i said in the poem what once was so there was something that was there whether again it was a person it was a thing an event something that is no longer there um and so when you have something that's gone um so let's say it's a person let's say there was a person there that is no longer in your life anymore Mm -hmm. um there are remnants of that person in your life for at least a little while 
whether it's the memories that you have in your brain or the smell of them in your room or um, things that they left around. And so that's what I was... Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's what, <laughs> Hey, you know, arsonists uh, have a deep passion in this world. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. um, Rivaled only by Poe. <laughs> yes. um, so that's what I was thinking of uh, with the poem and the idea of catching an ember on, on your tongue. It's almost... It's almost like that childlike sense of wanting to hold on to something, wanting to enjoy it lingering. So you want to enjoy the snow, yeah. you want to catch it on your tongue, you want to enjoy this memory, you want to hold it someplace deep, uh, like it makes you feel like a kid again. And I, I will also say, just as an additive to me, not posting it until uh, after <laughs> after either our recording or when this goes live, um, it is going to take so much willpower. <laughs> <laughs> well, the record. You can feel free to post it, and feel free to tag me, tag yes. tag the show, and um, say that you know, like there's you know an exclusive reading on there or mm-hmm. some other mm-hmm. some fucking thing. Like, sure, go for it. You know, you don't have to wait. Oh, you don't have to wait. It's your work, man. Yeah. Although, yeah, no. as although, I was saying that. <laughs> although, yeah, like you're like as you're saying, you're like, no, man, no, no, I need the dopamine. <laughs> Dopamine now. What um, you don't see <laughs> is my hand posting it currently, right now on right my off phone. Screen. Right off screen, you're like, ah, uh, uh, I'll wait. And, yeah, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. Done. <laughs> um, you should you should send in that one for the um, unless you have a different one um, that you want to do. That's cool. Um, for the for the zine, I can send that one in. Yeah, that's no problem. That'd be yeah, great. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I was thinking of what poems I wanted to bring that were of mine. If you look at my Instagram, I've been pinning um, three poems to the top. And yeah. while most people might think that, okay, he's pinning the ones that that are doing the, the most popular right now. No, I'm pinning the ones that I was planning to read <laughs> oh. uh, here so that I could save them. Um, the ones that like interested me the most. Uh, I... I'm terribly touched by that. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I know it's just you going through through your own work, but you know that's aww. The okay, Ryan gets a gold sticker from you know the bargain bin Robin Williams. All right, so <laughs> I got the gold sticker. I, you I, can I, have I, the gold sticker. <laughs> I'll I'll uh, uh I'll mail it to you. Um. So- <laughs> But you see, you all can also get your mail <laughs> gold mm. sticker, gold star sticker, if you do mm. if you do your homework. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just poemsandwhiskeys.com for your own gold sticker. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That's not the real address. <laughs> well, because it's it's through Acast, so it's it's something complicated like. Acast.com backslash or slash poems and whiskey pod or something. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I have a link tree. It's in my, mm-hmm. it's in the comments. It's in the notes. Y'all should know where to find everything by now. You know, I put a lot of work in those notes. I write out a lot of funny shit. Everybody should mm-hmm. read the notes and follow mm-hmm. the links because it's very pertinent to the show. Absolutely. So, <laughs> what problems did you choose tonight, Ryan? Um, so, um, 
Danny actually writes some poetry too, and uh, she she has tell one Danny, in. Um, Danny, Danny should come on the show next oh. year. <laughs> next year, because I've pretty well decided this will continue as long oh, as I can girl. get some interest for it. Yeah, I'm full for the year. I'm full for the year. So That's people still want to actually thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I feel bad for everybody, but I'm delighted. Um, so <laughs> she should come on. She should come on. I'm not scary. I promise to try to convince her, but Good. we'll see how that goes because she only shows her poetry to me and her partner. Um, she hasn't well, she doesn't have it anywhere. She doesn't, but she writes. But she writes poetry. She writes. Correct. She belongs. Mm-hmm. She writes. <laughs> she belongs. Yes. So, um, yes, she had sent me one that I was like, oh, my God, I love this. Can I please read it when I get into the podcast? Uh, she also has one in my book. Um, so shameless self-plug transatlantic communications on barnesandnoble.com uh in my link tree on barnesandnoble <laughs> um but i will not be reading the one in the book you'll have to go buy that for yourself uh i will be Rude. reading the one that she <laughs> Rude. That's, you're a tease ryan thank you very much you are a tease well done I, everybody I everybody else has poetry blue balls um, the one Trans- that I am- transatlantic <laughs> communication. Yeah. <laughs> Be an end. And, right. and I can't stop talking about uh, what fantastic art that she did. So let me let me pull up. Um, let me just show uh, one of the art things. Um, show me. I'll show it. So she did this skeleton. Oh, that's cool as shit. Pen. Um. And she even, she even without us even talking about it, wrote, uh, drew things that connect to previous poems illustrations. Ooh. So she herself like created threads between stuff. So like there are three poems in in this book that have a melting candle where one starts as a full candle and then um, this is the middle one where it's kind of melted and then yeah. the third one where it's like almost completely gone um, and it, it was just like oh my god that's cool. genius um, <laughs> anyway I'm gonna stop talking about her because she's gonna because <laughs> she is not here it. and you are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will however read her poem because I promised her uh, I would. Um, so this poem's called Murder. Um, one, the crime of unlawfully killing a person, especially with malice afterthought. Two, something very difficult or dangerous. I want to drive upstate, far, far away, where all that's around to see are the birds and the deer, only the trees to hear the screams, only the skies to see the scattered parts. Have them be the only witness to my crime. As I drown all the parts of me I hate, as I take that girl who's grown tainted by all those whom she trusted most, and cut out all the parts of her I cannot stand to see. I'd use a shovel to dig and bury the parts uh, others have made her despise. With hands dirty and burdens light, I drive back along winding roads, happy with the parts of me that no longer breathe. Holy shit. Right? And she's not posting these things. (laughs) She just keeps them to her little rat self. (laughs) 
<laughs> we we call each other rat. All right, that's our nickname for each other. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Just casually murdering uh, the host in the audience tonight. Well, whenever the audience is listening, I don't know. When do you typically listen? When does it hit your like world? Me? Um, yeah. Like, are you? Do you listen? I, I have no idea when people listen. The, like, I, so you know. Sure. Um, I listen to all of my podcasts uh, when I am getting ready for the morning. Um, so I cannot be late to anything i get so much anxiety about being late to shit so i will yeah. get to work like 30 40 minutes early um and sit and in the parking lot like, no i'll sit in my office oh wait because <laughs> you have an office take, well well yeah. fuck you lottie doll with your <laughs> but i Listen, i sat in the parking the, the lot per- like the rest of the fucking plebes no i'm kidding <laughs> But yes, uh, the, you the sit perk around of and being play. a therapist, <laughs> the perk of being a therapist is that you get a, a, a really great couch, and I pick <laughs> up on my couch all the time. That's why there's so many therapists now. It's free naps in the afternoon. Exactly. Fuck. Exactly. <laughs> um, so that was that is when I will typically listen to uh, the podcasts that I listen to. Um, so I'll, I'll like play it while I'm getting ready for for work. I'll play it while I'm having breakfast on the ride to work, and then while I'm sitting in my office waiting for my first client of the day. I'm very bad at finishing podcasts because uh, I get distracted <laughs> very easily. Um, but I will listen to like eighty percent of it. Cool. I was just wondering. Like, <laughs> sure, you know, because. Yeah. It's um, I know I have a couple of like I, th- I think I'm posting on Apple, but I don't I don't actually know because I don't track it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not like into. Maybe I should be into metrics, but I don't actually give a shit. Um, I make I do. Hopefully, people find it. If they don't, well, you know, eh. But um, I, I hope creatives enjoy it because that's that's about all this is good for. Um, but, <laughs> like I don't. There's, I don't think there's really like a space to leave reviews or anything um, on the other options, like through Acast I, or I, through like. I know there's not one on Spotify because I'm on yeah. Spotify constantly. Yeah, me um, too. I'm I'm a terrible human being. I give money to Spotify. Sorry. Um, yeah. But I mean um, that's what that's what sucks about having a like something that monopolizes the music yeah, and well, podcast like, space. Yeah, you know, you know, show me show me ethical consumer um you know consumerism and capitalism and I'll I'll show you um a lie, you know. So <laughs> uh so all right, so thank you for thank you for murdering us, Danny. Uh come on the show. <laughs> so what else what else what else that was um third or second one yes that was the second one okay all right okay i can count uh, yes Different. again i i do write a lot of ones that uh have to do with gun punchy so i will i will pick one that's a little lighter <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay. Okay. This, this, okay. It's it's okay if we if if we go through this and we end out come you know like it's a you know poetry mm-hmm. version of uh, <laughs> Fight Club. It's okay. Okay. All right. Um, this is one that I wrote back in January. That's um, really uh, I keep finding myself kind of going back to and reading through um, and really enjoying. Uh, it's called Disillusioned. 
I like to panic for a very short amount of time. An hour max is all I will allocate to disillusion thinking and spiraling motions. My brain will then do what it does best. Shut off the switch. Cut off all ties to emotional regulation. So I'll make some tea, two spoons of honey, place some soft tunes, one you introduced me to a lifetime ago. I'll light the incense, smoking trail of ocean salt, burning at my nose, teasing the hint of my next drowning session. I can put myself back together if I need to, one simple motion at a time. Don't overwhelm myself with the layout of my pieces. Rather start from the corners and work my way back to myself. Ooh. Snaps all around. Fuck. Dude, so there's a lot of, uh, like, soft S and sh sounds in that. Did you do that on purpose to have, like, a serceration? Like, did you go over and, and, and choose your words? Or did they co just come that way? I mean, yeah. So, um, I didn't do that on purpose. But what I was thinking of, um, because I remember when I wrote this, it was um, a day off. I was uh, just got done cleaning my apartment. I had uh, I was playing some music on my vinyl, um, and I was drinking some tea. And I I like the idea of you see it in movies and and TV when there's like a soft moment between two characters, and one of them will speak in a very hushed tone, and they'll have like oh, that yeah. that almost intimate moment between one another. And that's the vibe I was kind of going for with this. So maybe it just unintentionally came out that way, uh, where the language kind of read like that. Like because when when you have that, it's almost it's almost ASMR like um, when yeah. they have that intimate moment. You can hear those those soft poppings, those soft clicks of the tongue, um, like the, the soft uh, S's. like the mm. those um, those those like stations and whatnot. You know, like playing. You know, like oldie is playing in the in the apartment next yes. door type shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So really I, I like cool. I like that type of speech. Uh, and then the other type of speech that I enjoy is when someone is um, uh, maybe feeling angry or feeling panicked or feeling something really elevated, and they have to talk fast. They have to get their thoughts out out uh, really quick. So I have a few poems that are like that, and it's like. Um, a lot of alliteration is that the right terminology? Because again, I <laughs> or it's like uh, a lot of W would, words I, in a row. I would, um, I would, yes, alliteration, yes, yes, yes. alliteration. Okay. Like, I would, I would need an example to answer yes. that question, but yes, yes, you did. You provided an example. Look at you, you're such a good student. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are the two types of speeches that I enjoy um, framing some of my poems in either that hushed intimate tone or or the opposite could you read one that has that sort of fast like um, beat like like cadence sure if I can <laughs> let me let me flip through here I really wish that I had cigarettes left on me and i don't because i'm oh. being a good person i used to smoke um and after high school and before college um for like a year or so and then my asthma was like no you can't do this anymore don't want to do that 
Uh, it, so I. I mean, fair. <laughs> that's that's a smart, smart and kind decision for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I man, I really only do it when I'm like socializing and having a drink, and I generally don't even do that. But mm. for tonight, it just struck me that I that I want them. It's a it's I I discovered it's more like a stim thing. I can take it or leave it, and tonight it's just annoying that I don't have that stim that also makes you look real cool, kids. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, it's been a while since I wrote one of these. <laughs> I usually write one around October. Ooh, uh, why October? I like Halloween. Um, I usually like to write like like spooky ones when we get to. So when do you? I. The seasons are very important to poets online and in, in general to poets, but particularly, uh, we, we all like to come up with shit <laughs> for the seasons. Oh, look, it's winter. Oh, look, it's summer again. Oh, it's spring and things are blooming and it's inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you get pulled in by the seasonal <laughs> holiday the, the, the seasonal wave of like of poetry prompts absolutely <laughs> uh absolutely um i i participate uh i don't know if you've ever heard of it but i participate in escape roll um every april um it's a poem it's a poem every day in april um so there's there's, there's uh, what's her name savannah brown um is uh another instagram uh artist uh poet um and she puts out an official list and there's like a huge community around it and so um that's like my that's that's my super bowl uh essentially (laughs) how i think of it like for that entire month i am going as hard as i possibly can to write a poem every single day because i i hate writing a poem every day um it is exhausting i usually maybe try to get one or two a week um i try not to go longer than a week without writing one um but i i always find that in january to march I start burning out a little bit. I start getting less ideas. Mm. And so I need that that challenge of April to kind of rejuvenate myself. My best shit is always in April. Um, I've found over the last couple of years that I've been doing it. Um, so I've, I, it's like a really fun um, kick to, uh, to, to get into it. That sounds very cool. Uh, I, I encourage anybody who is interested in uh, checking out Escape Roll. I will not be participating. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I told uh I told Katrina about uh about it. Um yeah. and I don't know I think she said that she might be interested in it, but maybe not a poem every day. But just taking because most people they'll take right, the right. list and they'll go through it throughout the year. Uh, oh shit. And so you know, that to all sure go for it you know if that works for you it definitely would work a lot better for me but um i like to you're like no no (laughs) no i'm gonna i'm gonna shotgun the whole fucking thing i prefer to suffer well done (laughs) (laughs) well see see and you've been denying you've been denying yourself the title of poet Mm mm-hmm Oh, is that what it means to be a poet to suffer? <laughs> to suffer. <laughs> yeah. Find me, find me one that does not mean. Find me one. One that that, that says and poetry is a fucking joy all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. 
Although, I mean, it might be kind of close. Mary Oliver would, would be... Mary Oliver would approve. Yeah. Her box of darkness and all. <laughs> all right. I think I have one that's that's sort of in the vibe of the speed um, yeah. that I was talking about. Called Paper Cut. Um, how can something so small hurt so much? A paper cut placed perfectly next to the scar from that time I cut myself on a can opener. A cut on my tongue, biting it too hard to keep myself from spilling secrets that weren't mine. An overlooked glance from you signaling to me that I was barely worth your time. Shit. All right. Yes, I know the, the gut the punch. Comparison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the comparison between that one and, and, and the previous one with the soft sounds. Mm. Very cool. Mm. Very well done. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know. Some I I know what I'm doing somewhere deep inside. <laughs> some some part of me knows what they're doing. I I um I don't know. Maybe something knows what it's doing. I would like to think so. Uh, on my good days, on my good days where the words just flow, I feel like there's something that knows what it's doing, whether it's me consciously or not. Um, on my bad days, I don't know shit. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I think in terms of if I were to put on my therapist classes for a little bit, I think <laughs> I'm not paying you, Ryan. <laughs> I think that stuff is always inside of us, right? The, the, right, right, the right, knowledge right. that we know how to do the things that we know how to do, right? We know how to write, right? We know how to create, we know how to um, solve math equations, like whatever the case might be, we know how to do that shit. Um, but it's everything else all the other noise that comes in our head that's like no you don't <laughs> you don't know how to do that <laughs> who do you think who, who are you kidding um i don't know right see i have this like recurring dream ryan where there's like this okay. cigar like approaching a donut i don't know what could it mean <laughs> i'm not kidding i'm kidding i'll flip into like some the... freudian uh <laughs> ways of, of of treating it sounds like i have an oral fixation is what it is it, it may very well be <laughs> 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 no, I agree. I think it's like it, it does always it's always a bit in the background. Um I, I tend to think of it as um simmering. Okay. Like you put something on the back burner to sure. to simmer. Mm -hmm. Um you're not always gonna have it up at the front and it's just uh it just kinda keeps going. Yeah, I like that. I like that analogy. That's that's a really good way to put it. Well thanks. <laughs> Who else do you have? What else do you have? So that was uh, three, yeah? That was three? I, did, I believe so, yes, yes. Uh, oh, jeez, I could go all night. Don't, don't you could. <laughs> now, you're allowed. I know you have work, but you're allowed. <laughs> well, with then, the snow, I am crossing my fingers that my people will just be like, hey, this snow's a little bit too bad. We're not going to come in. <laughs> so I could just spend the day home. <laughs> You're also allowed to say, hey, the snow's too bad on my end. I have I have a Jeep, and I'm very vocal about the fact that I have a Jeep. And I, feel, <laughs> I would feel bad. I would feel very bad. <laughs> um, the other one that I wanted to read um, is from the poetry book that I'm currently reading. Um, called uh, The Last Line I'll Write About You. The Last Line I'll Write About You. By Don Lanuza. L-A-N... U-Z-A. It so, is. Uh, it's called, Here's Looking at You, Kid. Ooh. Don't tell me I can't get over it. You stood by my window that night and waited for me to come out. 
Don't you dare put this all on me. You loved me just as much. In fact, you loved me too much. The only difference is that you loved me when I didn't care enough, and I loved you when you stopped. Well, hey, Don. Damn. Yes, and I and I picked up this book. I always pick up uh, any poetry book or any book that I grab. I always pick it up. I do judge a book based on its cover, uh, and that is my, I guess, red flag <laughs> is that I will judge a book by its cover. I love, I love this very simple line oh, art. Oh, I like cover. It. It, it's so like simple. It. And and I love that title, the last line I'll write about you. And that was the reason I, I grabbed it, and, and I'm very glad that I did. And again, you know, you compare it to a good cover, to my <laughs> cover, which is not... <laughs> okay, is very so, all right. All right, but your cover's not bad. It's not bad. Sure. You have to say I mean, that. it's You're not... The host. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know me very well. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm kidding. But your cover's not bad. It's just not pretty. Agreed. There's Agreed. not the same. It's not the same font. Mm -hmm. It's not like this, like, you know, little. I don't know what the fuck that's called where they all fit together like that. But, like, just because they're not the same doesn't mean they're bad. Agreed. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm working. Yeah, you with better. <laughs> I'm running this therapy session now. <laughs> I'm, I'm working with Danny on the cover for my next poetry book, um, yeah. which I have no idea when that's going to be coming out. But um, I'm trying my best to like you, really take the time with it. Uh, sorry, I was going to make another poetry blue balls joke, but I felt it was inappropriate. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to share? Uh, anything else that you're reading um, or, you know, writing? I love this most recent one that i wrote so much i think it might be um one of my top favorites that i've done um and uh like danny agrees my partner justina agrees that it might be like one of my favorites like one of my best um and i i didn't think it when i wrote it but in hindsight i i really enjoy it so i would like to read that one and i think i think that might be it for for what i have to share um, okay. Okay. Uh, unless something else pops into my head. It's called Plant a Flower. And when I broke my fingers, screamed out in pain, you took them in your hands gently, held them softly, more so than I ever could. These hands that have told a thousand stories. You led me to the garden, the one I asked you never to go to, kneeled me down, pressed my hands into the dirt. The cool, damp soil feeding off the pain, planting a flower filled with endless agony. You whispered softly that pain can heal wounds, plant flowers that change the meaning of time. Unearth my broken hands and keep going. There are stories left to be told. Shit! Are you gonna post that one tonight? <laughs> uh, that one is posted. I did. Uh, uh, I did absolutely post that one. Um, oh, don't and... don't call me out for like missing shit. No, 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 no. The sea of Instagram kidding, is kidding, wild. I I have tried. I Katrina kind of let me in on like a little. She said that she kept like people in her favorites, like to, and I'm like, oh shit, that works. So <laughs> I've added people to my favorite, so I can actually keep fucking track 
of mm. who's posting what. And um, on my main one, I, I lose people all the time because I. But at least at least on the podcast one, I, I generally try to keep it to people like the people I follow are the people who've been on the show, mm. and then people who I just I've tried to get on the show and they either haven't gotten back to me or um, they <coughs> ignored me. But um, <laughs> I'm I'm not bitter or sad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I'm able to keep up with that one. It's a, a little bit better when I'm actually ah uh, there. Um, mm. Sorry, y'all, if you've left me a message, I haven't gotten to it because I um, didn't look. So I, um, I'm <laughs> honesty. Honesty is great. You know, at least you're honest about it. <laughs> I, I am. I will be honest. I will. Um, so, so sorry, but um, not really. I'll, I'll check soon. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I didn't know that about the favorites that that you can like kind of yeah change what it, you see on your it page. it will put it will put like the ones on top so like that way you don't miss it so much there's uh, it's just and mm. everything gets lost so because there there are some people that I uh, enjoy reading their stuff. And like I'll open Instagram, I'll see it, and I'm like, "Oh, cool, new poem." And, and then, then it my, goes my away. My feed will refresh for some stupid ass reason, and then I can't find it. <laughs> it just it reloads and it's gone forever. And mm-hmm. if I didn't catch who exactly it was, I can't exactly. find you again. I'm exactly. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I will look eventually one of these days again. I. Mm, Instagram has been great. I don't want to knock Instagram. I don't because I've made some really awesome connections through Instagram. Yeah. Um. And, and I mean that in a in a, uh, you know, I'm a sad and lonely little person who lives on the internet mm. type way. And um, aren't we all? <laughs> well, I'm a fucking troll, man. I mean, <laughs> in my daily life, like it's you know, I'm I'm not like cruel online at all. Most of the time. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing online. I don't know if I should comment on something. I don't know if it's cool to message somebody. I don't mm. know. Um, I'm flying by the seat of my pants 99.9% of the time. Three mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. The uh, greed. Same. Uh, all the things. Uh, there are people that I'm like, hey, this person would be really cool to interact with. Let me just like the post, share it. Um, yeah, maybe comment yeah. like this is really good, and then after I hit send, I'll be like, "Ooh, is that too much?" Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. Like, <laughs> I, I don't th- just the second guessing of myself when it comes to like commenting on shit. I'm like, should I? Mm. Is that? Am I coming off too weird? Can they actually see how weird I feel about posting this like two word comment? Yeah. And uh, they're they're judging me for it because I'm sure as fuck judging me for it. <laughs> uh, it's fun. It's it's good to be a human being right now. Mm-hmm. So, do you do any other writing now? Like, is it just poetry, or um, have you have you eased back into the short stories or? I, I have eased back into uh, story writing. Um, 
I, I used to like jump around on different projects, like different stories that I write. Now I stick to one particular story that I write. Um, I can't take my webcam off, but if you look at, if you were to look at this wall next to my bed, it is littered with post-it notes um, for one particular story that I write because that's how my brain needs to like map right. shit out. Hold on, hold on, dude, dude, hold on, look. Post-it note. <laughs> string of post-it notes. String of post-it notes. And, uh, post-it <laughs> They're handy. I don't know what the- <laughs> Yes. Absolutely. Um, I get it. <laughs> so, have you, had, have you gotten anything else down? Um, like... Or is it um, just sort of like floating ideas right now? I have a first draft done of the first, uh, I guess, book, if you want to call it that. And I am working on the sequel. Um, So I'm like fixing up the first draft while working on the sequel. Um, And I, I prefer it that way. I don't know how authors can like write a book publish it and then take like a couple years to to work on the next one it makes more it's sense to money. me to work on it's, yeah, 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 true. <laughs> it's um, called money it's called an advance true. Like, <laughs> it, it, it makes more sense to me to like write the entire story and over however many books it needs to be and like touch on them as they go and like i wouldn't want to publish the first book until i feel like the second one is close to being done but it's definitely but but you started out with it being a series like you know it's supposed to be a series yeah 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 so um may i tell you about it is it of course you can tell us about it (laughs) tell yes absolutely tell me um so the first book is called tessellate um and uh it is about um a guy he goes by the nickname blue Uh, And when he was 10 years old, he saw someone get shot right in front of him. Um, And so it's maybe like 13, 15 years later, he's in his 20s. He's living away from home. He has his own place. He's built up his own life. And he always holds true to the fact that the shooting never really impacted him. He feels a, a, a deep fear of darkness from that night, but that's about the only real thing that's hit him. So he's in therapy yeah. just because he feels like he should be, um, but he doesn't really have any major, um, according to him, PTSD uh, <laughs> about it. Um, and because he's so impartial, you know? Yeah. He goes to an event in the town that he's in. There's like a meteor shower and he sees something fall from the sky um and he goes to check it out and um from there it sparks like people going missing in his town and he is like um he he finds himself sort of in the in the middle of this mystery and so it's it's a drama in the front about him dealing with the ptsd of of the shooting but in the background there's like a sci-fi mystery happening oh hell yeah Mm -hmm. hell yeah i love that i love that that's so fucking cool I, I fell in love with the town uh, that I had uh, uh, set the story in so much that I wanted it to be an anthology where like every book takes place in this town, almost like a Silent Hill stuff. But I ended up, by the time I was done with the book, I ended up loving Blue so much that I felt like his story wasn't over yet. So the sequel is still about him um, and still about... so. 
Ah, uh, oh god. I... <laughs> Listen, I could, I could go into like Pepe Sylvia levels of uh, uh, Sunny uh, <laughs> with, with everything that's going on. So... Bring it, bring it, bring it. <laughs> so the sci-fi thing that is happening in the background is meant to mirror his experience with PTSD. It better. Right. It better. Um, it better. So Fuck yes. His fear of the darkness, the is where this sci-fi element lives. It lives in the dark. Um, it only attacks and it takes people at nighttime. Um, and uh, the, it it gets so. Oh God. <laughs> the A twenty four school of drama. I yeah. Yeah. I love it. And, I love it. And so it is it is very much an alien i'm I'm not hiding the fact that it is some sort of an alien presence that that is doing this stuff like it came from the sky and and it hides it hides itself in in mushrooms um and i love i i chose mushrooms because i thought mushrooms were were very symbolic of ptsd and trauma in general because if you look at if you look at a mushroom on the surface, you can see maybe a few clusters, but under the surface, they have a whole colony. So on top... Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck you! No! No! That's real... Fuck you! Mm-hmm. I'm so- mad I didn't think about it. God damn it! <laughs> All right, the... So- <laughs> fucking mushrooms and underneath mm-hmm. the surface, the yeah. symptoms of some fucking PTSD. Go. Yeah. Um, so, so by the, uh, boy, um, <laughs> it, it sucks because like I could tell you the whole plot detail, but then I would just spoil no, everything. You don't spoil everything. No, I'm, I'm trying not to. I'm trying After not to. when, you know, like. I can always stop recording and then you can tell me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, but it, I, I will say that what he goes through in the first book with this presence, with this, with this other side of him, um, this alien, and I, I, I refer to it as another side of him because I think that the alien and him are like two sides of the same coin. They are yeah. two people who go through a trauma and handle it in a very different way where he tries to be rational about it and tries to at the end of the book like realize that he needs to go through it in a healthy way um the alien throughout the sequel goes through it in a violent way wants revenge wants wants uh to get even um aliens and ptsd very um (laughs) very vonnegut of you well done (laughs) you know have you read slaughterhouse five i'm gonna like push every single thing that I've ever loved. <laughs> have you read have you, I have, have you read Slaughterhouse Five? Um I have been in a very strong uh reading dry spell for a very long time because I can't focus when I'm reading a book. So no I have not okay. read Slaughterhouse okay. Five. There are probably a lot of books that I have not read. Um, put it on your list. Put it on your list. Granted and and, and if anybody watched Glass Onion and saw Cat's Cradle vibes, you need to friend me right now. <laughs> right now. Because nobody talked to me about this when I mentioned it. <laughs> nobody understood me. Anyway. 
Uh, can I throw a book recommendation for you? Of course you can. Of course you um, can. It, so while I have been under a dry spell, I have found like solace in audiobooks and yes. one particular audiobook that I read not last year, but the year before. And it was easily my favorite book of that year was um, The Midnight Library by Matt Hayden. Um, All right. Phenomenal book um, it, about uh, a, a lady who reaches the end point for her, the breaking point, and she decides to um, end her life. Um, and she wakes up in a library and every book in the library is a different version of her life. Um, and she has to choose whether to go back to her original life, move on to the next, whatever comes after death or choose a brand new life to, to go to. Um, and it is so good. Um, really, really enjoyed reading it. Um, I will give the disclaimer that uh, other people that I know who read it, because again, I worked at a Barnes & Noble and a lot of people read it, um, said that they didn't enjoy it. My only complaint, and it's a very small complaint, is that it, <laughs> end, it, it ended a little too abruptly. But okay. it was minimal for me, personally. Um, Alright. I just enjoyed the existentialism about it. And I will follow up your wreck with a, a wreck of my own. Um, and it is also an audiobook. Okay. And I think you'll get a lot of use out of it as well, my um, uh, wonderful, loyal listeners inside the board. Um, so Faith, Hope, and Carnage by Nick Cave and Sean O'Hagan. Okay. Um, it's an interview style. Um, Sean, I think I think it's Sean. Oh, good lord! Don't tell me I'm. I'm I, I just looked it up to add it to with Sean. Yeah, Sean O'Hagan. We're doing Sean. I'm saying mm-hmm. it, Sean. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> so it's it's them both going back and forth, and it's on writing. It's on creating, and it's so fucking good. I wish I'm going to end up having to like buy it as a hard copy because mm-hmm. um, the quotes in it and the bits that uh, Nick Cave um, responds with is just... I, I relate. It's beautiful. He, mm-hmm. There's so much thought put into his, his responses, and um, I, I adore it. It's yeah. yeah it might have, like it's yeah. Then um, I'm speechless. So it tells you how much I like it. Like uh, if I can't formulate a sentence, then there you that's go. it. <laughs> that's the highest uh, recommendation. I've shut up. Two uh, books that I recommend uh, that don't have any stories in them, but just like for the sake of writing, for the sake of finding inspiration, um, yeah. is the is the other two book that I brought with me. Um, the first one being the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows um, by John Cohing. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I hope I am. Um, and it is a this this person had this idea of finding words that that represent your feelings um and he couldn't find any of these words so he made the words Um, oh yes and like i could find like a really short one um i've i use them often when i don't have anything else to write about um i'll I'll flip to a random page or I'll ask someone to like pick a random word from this and I'll use it as a jumping off point. Uh, 
Yeah, so this one. Uh, it's pronounced Ziza. It's a noun. The sense that you were born too early in history, all too aware of how crude and backward the present can be, feeling tired of having to sit through so much clunky exposition and slow-burning suspense when all you want to do is skip ahead and find out what happens next. Same. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the mood. Yeah. Um that's that's the general vibe. Like uh we've yeah, yeah. Truly so, true. Oh Fantastic. so I gotta pop it on like bouncing off that time travel. Yeah. Have you okay, so I suspect within the next few years, mm-hmm. um, we're going to see a whole hell of a lot of uh different science fiction uh, depicting time travel in, in relation to our experience of the pandemic. Like, okay. Yeah, I like that. I think that's going to be like the the next feeling out there. We're gonna have a rush of like time travel themes, mm-hmm. whether you know overt or not. But mm-hmm. like we we technically lost all this time. Sure, hell yeah. And, and those who can't see my air quotes, I I did the air quotes. Um, like, <laughs> and you know, we're gonna, we have to respond to it somehow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I completely agree. You know, I have the really unique position to, to work with the public in the mental health field. And so many of my people talk about wanting to go back, wanting to right. go back to the way that things, the way that things were, because, um, Again, going into my soapbox shit about therapy, um, Do it. the mental health field, because this is the most norm, normal, air quotes, uh, year <laughs> that we have had, we are seeing a surgence of people who need to enter the mental health field because they don't know what the fuck yeah. to do yeah. Um, yeah. because it's so yeah. normal. Because obviously there's no denying it. Oh, it's still here. <laughs> it's still the, very much a problem. The, pande- the <laughs> pandemic has not ended. Wear your masks. Yes. People yes. wear a goddamn mask. It's mm-hmm. not it, it's not going to it's not going to kill you and it might save somebody's fucking life. Wear a mask. Anyway, go ahead, Ryan. Yes. No, 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 please. I I encourage that because absolutely <laughs> 100%. Um and so everyone going into the holiday season because this again is the most normal holiday season that we have had in a while are like well what's appropriate what's not appropriate like and they're feeling that that anxiety that they've had over the last two holiday seasons of of is this safe are we going to put people at risk and i don't know how it is where you are but here in north jersey (laughs) we are having a lot of people being sick a lot of my clients are out sick because they're catching this shit you're right. If it's not COVID, it's RSV or um, another sort of respiratory thing, or just the flu, where it's kicked up another fucking notch. Um, yes, I caught COVID for the first time at the end of December, the day I came back from seeing my family for Christmas. I I got that tickle in my throat, and I was so mad. Still <laughs> <was> so mad. <laughs> we. My ha- we caught COVID uh, roughly oh in January February ish okay. mm-hmm. somewhere in there I could look back and get more specific but I'm not going to 
And um, so it was it was just on accident. My mom, we don't really leave the house. I don't really leave the house. It's a mm. podcast to make my own community. Um, and mm. like, she just went to the doctor. She went to the doctor mm-hmm. and she went to the pharmacy and we all caught COVID because she left the house and was in public spaces and mm-hmm. it, it had taken up. That was just, that was just this year, just this year, Yeah, which I consider that was pretty fucking awesome. Of course, we're all triple vaxxed and mm-hmm. whatnot, mm-hmm. but, oh, but yes, we were talking about time travel and, um, yes, yes. Sorry. Yes. No, uh, that's okay. I was like, <laughs> we're complaining. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. I see a lot of my, my, my clients wanting to talk about going back to the way that things were um, yeah. when things just made sense. And so I agree. <laughs> like, I never even thought about that. But hearing you say it, hell yeah, I agree that we're going to see a lot more time travel um, stories or mediums or, or whatever um, come out that brings us back, that gives us that sensation of, of heading back. Um, it's even, even if it's not like overt. So I'm saying like, even if yeah. it's something like movies that are placed in, uh, I mean, we're seeing it kind of sort of a little bit in um, serialized media where mm. we see things mm. um, placed in uh, times gone by, like the nineties. Now we could say that it's you know just a response to you know just uh, the the elder millennials finally getting into where they're the ones writing the scripts. Mm-hmm. I, I also think it's you know a good mirror to what we've been through. Like, yeah, it, it's either going to be overt, directly time travel, or um, kind of uh, subverted, where we see a nostalgia, quote unquote. Mm-hmm sort of rebirth yeah i agree i mean hell we're already seeing the nostalgia rebirth how many how many what are they called requels are coming out right now where they're reboot sequels i don't fucking know man i don't know (laughs) i don't know i agree but i don't know what the fuck they're called like um Mm -hmm. i don't know uh no, I have no idea. I don't know. I have no idea what they're called. But yes, I have seen them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know they exist. Yeah, people. People want that nostalgia factor. They want to remember a time that things again made sense. And right now, things don't really make that much sense. We're all just kind of going with the motions and seeing what what comes up. Isn't that just kind of adulthood, though? Like in general. I mean, yeah, we've got like the extra spice of you know mm-hmm. death. I don't think it's ever been that simple. We're just aware that things are burning. There, there's an idea in um, in psychology that I use a lot with my clients, and it's called uh, it's called radical acceptance. Uh, don't there. I love the idea. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I use. I, a I lot enjoy radical. These... I do. I do radical acceptance. Totally okay. <laughs> I, I love to use a lot of the, the the strategies and stuff that I work with my clients for prompts for poetry, you know, bringing it back to, right. to, to the arts and, and the art of creating because like some of the stuff that you can learn through 
just a mental health journey, you know, because right. not everyone's going to go to therapy. Not everyone's going right. to um, give that a shot, which is um, do I agree with it? No, I think everyone should go at least once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you would say that you're a therapist. You're the one making money, oh, oh. Ryan. <laughs> oh, not that much. Uh, <laughs> 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 Talking about radical acceptance. Yes, yes, yes. Um, the, the idea of understanding that the situation that you're in right now fucking sucks, right? And it it, it is okay to recognize right. that it sucks. It's okay to be pissed about it, to be sad yes. about it. Um, yes. But... Yes the recognition that it's not going to be like this forever right time will do what it does and time will keep going and with that things will naturally change right and so it's you don't become complacent to the situation that you're in you just acknowledge the fact that it's there and recognize that it's not going to be like this forever i can like the weather point exactly i can pinpoint many times in my life where i felt like well this is just it this is how it's going to be forever (laughs) here i am like 17 chapters later in my life (laughs) moving on to the next thing that i have to say well this is how it's going to be forever see i i have a poem about that i have multiple poems about (laughs) about feeling stuck in a situation Mm -hmm. it's a theme you might say Mm -hmm. in some of my Mm -hmm. works I don't, I don't. I don't think I was going anywhere with that, other than um, be. No, I'm. I'm stuck. <laughs> Being stuck is a universal feeling. Um, True fact. It is. It. It is. It can be a really terrifying feeling. But is that reality or is it a myth? Are you actually this stuck? Question. This. This has been. A, a very wonderful experience. Well, good. I'm <laughs> glad. Good. I know. Um, I, I I heard little birdie told me. Don't feel that. Don't feel anything about the birdie. Okay. Katrina, Katrina, I'm gonna go yell at you. <laughs> Don't yell at Katrina. She's only. It was only out of out of concern and care that that. Mm-hmm. That you were a little bit nervous. That's all. That's all that I knew was that you were nervous. Agreed. And yes, <laughs> other than making really bad jokes here and there, this it's not that this is great. It's a conversation. It was, it, it, very very funny. Yes, it is just a conversation. So I mean, <laughs> yes. it, that that's the case with anything. You know, when you're nervous about that's it, true. it's never really as bad as 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 you think it's going to be. That's true. Uh, or if it uh, is a bad experience, it's not like world ending. So like the the conversation I had with Leslie, uh, in my head. I, I, I'm pretty sure I um, disassociated that entire interview. <laughs> and when I listened to it over again, I'm like, wow, this is not as terrible as I remember it being. It's, it's very good so far. I'm excited to finish it tomorrow. Thank you. I, but I was, I was shocked. I was like, I remember me sounding like a dumbass. And um, I'm going... <laughs> I get through with my questions and we're talking and I'm and, and I'm doing the editing and shit. I'm like, wow, I don't sound like an asshole at all. And mm. and and she's perfect about it. Yeah, I don't know why, I don't know where I got the feeling that it was um the worst interview ever. I even complained to Katrina, I was like, that was the worst one I've ever done. 
that was the worst one I've ever done. It was the most awkward. It was the most terrible. And she's like, you can't have, mm. you can't have, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's just, you know, the averages. You can't have, I like how I'm softening my voice for her. You can't have, um, <laughs> you know, like chemistry with everyone, Michael. And I'm like, no, yes, I can. Yes, I should. I should be able to relate to every single person who comes on my show. That's my job. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> listen to you doing your therapy. Mm-hmm. But um... <laughs> Dude, I noticed I do that shit all the time. <laughs> You're here. I'm is, listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It is. It, it is. How do you? How does that make at, you feel, Michael? <laughs> it is universal. At my Can we bring that back to an us. incident in your childhood? Does that remind you of something? What is that? What's that bringing up for you right now? Where do oh. you feel that in your body? Like, <laughs> I don't ask questions like that. I always find those questions to be a little like pretentious. <laughs> Fair. I so I, I, I will say this. You know, I I I love looking at the past when it comes to my clients. Like I love looking at things that have happened to the to them in the past. But yeah, in my personal experience, there's articles and people who are a lot smarter than I am who will, will go against it. That it's yeah. not almost it's not always one specific thing that lead to people's behaviors. Now, it's more like a right. snowball of things that have impacted them over time you know so when i ask someone like where do you think this comes from they they might point to one thing i said well what else could that have come from you know what other experiences could could have brought that feeling out because i usually again i usually find that it's more than one thing that that impacts now that's a very generalized statement. Sometimes right, it is right, right. one specific event that caused someone to to have this the the responses that they do. Um, but for the average individual, um, it's usually a snowball. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's layers. It's yes, it's, it's a trauma parfait, friends. Yeah, it's a yes. trauma parfait. Mm-hmm. Yes, agreed. Which brings us back to poetry rather nicely. Yes. Yes. The trauma parfait of poetry. The trauma parfait of poetry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gotta eat that shit up. Yes. <laughs> We've been recording roughly two hours. It is one o'clock in the morning for you, friend. Correct. It is one oh seven AM. All right. So let's do let's do our roundups. Uh where can everybody find you? What are all of your socials? Please speak nice and clearly and distinctly. Because I yes. don't know if anybody actually looks at the damn notes. <laughs> Hi friends. Um love you. I am only on <laughs> one social that uh you can find all of my poetry and work on and uh that is on instagram at zombies and poetry uh all one word no hyphens no fancy special characters all together um you can find in the bio my link tree which has my poetry book transatlantic communications uh written by me and illustrated by my best friend uh danny or daniela uh, Delgado at at Kikwi uh, K-I-K-W-I-I and if you didn't catch that it'll be all in the notes 
in the notes. In the notes. Read the notes, please. Read, Read the, notes. the notes, please. I put so much work, you don't even understand. So, okay. All right. <laughs> Ryan, uh, you, you, you've been a fucking delight, friend. If you can, um, if there's time, how do you feel about coming back for like a, a reunion sort of uh, episode yeah. next year? Absolutely. I'll be nervous as hell about it, but sure, absolutely. Nervous? Why nervous? I oh, oh, nervous I only bite on I'm, command. I'm, I my my con- <laughs> my constant state of being is nervous and confused. So that is my default state. You're in Terabang on all the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. All right. I am. I am a stone's throw away from butterflight all the time. <laughs> there. I mean, same. All right, thank you, Ryan. Everybody, go go check him out at uh, Zombies and Poetry, and check out his best friend, Daniela. At uh, uh, I know this one. No, I don't. Kickwee. Kick, yeah, Kickwee. I, I, right? I, I don't. I don't. I still don't know what the hell Kickwee is. I think it's from Legend of Zelda, but I could be wrong. I think it might actually be um, a bird. I don't fucking know. I don't know. That's whatever. Right, Daniela, you've stumped us. Come on the show. Come on the show and tell us why we're wrong. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good and Ryan, thank you. Um, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. And this has uh, been fantastic. Uh, thank you. It has been fantastic. Uh, and we'll um, uh, I'll see you guys uh, in uh, about a week, to two weeks, or however long I'm putting these shows out for. All right. <laughs> Good night. Oh, that was great. <laughs>